This podcast is brought to you by Villanova University on iTunes U. Please visit us on itunes.villanova.edu. connected to the quality of your communication. That's so important, I'm gonna say it again. The quality of your communication is directly, directly responsible, or the quality of your leadership is directly related to the quality of your communication. If you can have the best leadership strategies in your head, you can have studied leadership with the greatest professors in the world. But if you can't connect to people, if you can't create, use communication, not only as a tool, but as an orientation, then you will not be a leader. So today we're going to talk to you about how that happens with communication. So as Bridget promised, we are going to, we are going to engage in a few exercises. One of the things that you first have to know is that communication is, what's it say up there? <laughs> to undertake the study of the obvious. obvious. When was the last time you thought about communication? Two seconds ago. Two seconds ago when I said it, right? Before that, let me ask you a second time. When was the last time you thought about your thumb? This is class participation. When was the last time you thought about your thumb? Yesterday. What happened yesterday? Uh, Very good. That's a, let's give him some round of applause. Excellent. All right. In other words, you haven't thought about your thumb until it got hurt. The same thing is true about communication. We often don't think about it, don't think we need to do anything about it until it's too late, until we're already knee deep in problems. So that when we say that we undertake the study of the obvious, what I'm going to be doing is asking you what may seem to be obvious questions, but we're going to find out that there's a whole lot that needs to be obvious. So let's go to, we're going to do a little exercise. And so here's the challenge. I'm going to ask, there's going to be a picture that's going to show up. What I want you, I want, I want you to just yell out to me is, what do you see? What do you see? Tragedy. Tragedy, fire. Act. Destruction. Destruction. An axe. An axe. He's actually rebuilding. He could be rebuilding. What? What do you see? What do you see? Come on, Tra so far we have tragedy, an axe. Destruction. Dirt. Dirt. What? Smoke. Okay. Come on. Let's let's get some more. This this side of the room is real good. First row up here is smoking. Come on, back survivors. to the room. What? Some survivors. Some survivors. Burning. Burning. All right. Good one. You know what that is? It actually is. It's breakfast. It's the way in which breakfast is made on a favela. Who knows what a favela is? Anybody, anybody ever heard the term? What is it? 
it's not just houses, it's actually favelas are, is a very poor section and actually there's a section in Brazil where there is an entire community that is, that it was constructed on a garbage dump. And what that was, was a picture, right? Here's, here is making breakfast and here is making breakfast. What's the difference? What's the difference? I'm going to tell you both is making breakfast, okay? Don't use an axe to make, you don't use an axe to make breakfast, right? In other words, we, and what, and we, I heard the word up here, tragedy, all right? When you have this, right, when you see this, there's everything in this that says tragedy to us. But what I have to, what I'm going to ask you to say is, the last part, it says tragedy to who? It says tragedy to who? Us, thank you, Michael, nice job, right? Because the point is, is that you need to recognize that when you see something, you have to say, it looks like a tragedy to me. Now when I say it looks like a tragedy to me, what I do is I open up the possibility that there is another explanation. What's the problem? Problems in communication occur not from what I do, not when I say I don't know. Problems in communication occur when I say I know, right? When I know something, that is a tragedy, right? Rather than saying that's a tragedy to me, is there another explanation? As a leader, right? hang on to this. As a leader, you must be not, we're so often thinking that to be a leader, I have to be in a position to know, and I gotta know everything. I guarantee you that is absolutely an orientation of, for disaster. As a leader, what you need to do is to know when you, when you need to know more. Let's try another one. So what's this one? Trash. Trash. More. Come on. Just count, count them out. Bank. 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 Poverty. People. Good. That's good. Keep it large. Keep it large. All right. Or other, just other first reactions. First reactions. Come on. Mud. This is mud. Cars. What? Trash. All right. Next picture. What's that picture of? School. Kids going to school. Safety. Picture of children going to school. It's the same thing. What, and what happens is, it, when you said that there was trash, it was um, uh, dirt, those are, okay, everybody's with me, right? You have to understand, I really believe I'm the star of my own show. So <laughs> when I hear side conversation, I really want to know what you're talking about because I'm that newsy. So um, if you want to keep it front, that would be really good. So when you see this, when you see this, so the front one says, hey, that's, we know that's school. We didn't know that the other one was school. And so the point is, how, why do we make these kinds of mistakes? And really what we're going to be talking to you is, as we go to the next slide, one of the things that we're going to be talking about is because reality exists, all right? Reality exists. Most of us, and, but in order for us, we can't know all there is to know. You guys already know this one, right? We know that there are more sounds, going on in this room right now than just the dulcimer tones coming from my voice, right? 
but that you use, anybody know the psychological term? What's it called when you're just paying attention to me and not paying attention to the sound of the projector or the noises out the hall? Selective attention. Very good, selective attention, right? That's another way, and here's, to give you a kind of graphic illustration of what that is, is that literally you have to put a frame around reality so that you can figure out what it is, right? You see, because I love when you said you saw people, right? So you see people, you see dirt, you have, but, and then you have to put that into a frame, and once you have that into a frame, then you say, as you see people, you see dirt. I have to put a frame around that in order to make sense of it. So I say poverty, right? Or I say danger, right? But that's not actually what I see. That's a conclusion that I've reached, all right? So as we keep going on, I have another, um, I want to talk to you a little bit more about this idea of framing. Framing is really to determine the meaning of a subject in order to make sense of it. So here's one of my fav favorite things. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. We have any other people here from Cleveland? You're kidding. Cleveland rocks. All right. So you're not allowed to answer this question. What is this strip of grass right here right, that exists between um, the sidewalk and the street? What do you call that? What do you call it? A lawn. How many of you have a name for that? From the Urban Dictionary, all right, mainly this, from the Urban Dictionary, I learned this is mainly a Cleveland word, so I was really glad to find that out. But that has a name. It's called the tree lawn. Now, so in other words, here we go on into reality, right? And why was this an issue? I told my husband when we first moved into our home in the suburbs in, of Pennsylvania, I said, look, we've got a lot of, um, of, uh, of leaves on our tree lawn. Now, my, my husband's a college-educated man, a sensitive human being. He said, what the heck is a tree lawn? I've never heard of that. And then we got in this whole discussion. So what the point is, is that framing. And so that sometimes there are things in the world that exist. And we, if we don't have a name for it, then it doesn't become special to us. It doesn't exist. But as soon as we have a name for it, then it becomes a problem. So that, I don't know if any of you, um, when I was in um, graduate school, I lived with a, uh, I lived with a, uh, a woman who was getting her uh, medical degree. And one of the interesting things is that every disease she learned about, I got. Now you might want to think about that. So as she was learning about the diseases, all of a sudden she was looking at me critically and saying, you know, you could have this. When we have language for something, all of a sudden we can begin to see it. So tree lawns are very important in Cleveland, don't ask me why, so that we take, we take great pride in our tree lawns. If you don't see it, then it doesn't exist. Let's go to another one. So as we go on, but not only that, to hold a frame of a subject is to choose one meaning over another. If we look at the next slide, one of the things that, which would you select? See this one? Prunes, generally go, ugh, prunes, then, dried plums, all right? The prune industry actually found that there was a significant difference in terms of their revenue between whether they called it, if you guys go to the words, next slide, if you go just, just 
becomes important. What we call something really determines how we will behave toward it. And that's going to be key as a leader because as a leader, you will have an opportunity to name events. Are, is your organization facing a crisis? Or you have a little problem you need to, 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 to fix up? All right. Is, this some, is somebody challenging us? Or do we have to have a conversation? If we go to the next one, the last one, is that we assert that our interpretation should be taken as real over other possible interpretations. If you go to the next slide, courtroom. Who are the two, who are the two principal actors in any courtroom? What do you call them? These guys who speak for the state, who are they? The prosecution. And the other guys are? The defense, right? Think about what fundamentally is going on here. An event has happened, right? And if you, the time, if you go to the next, if you, if you click on it again, and click on it again, you know that this is taken from the movie, A Time to Kill. Anybody here seen that movie? Yeah. Few people have, okay, few people have. Essentially, what's not in question is that this guy killed two people. That's a fact, killed two people. The question and what reality both sides are asserting is one is saying this is first degree homicide, intentional planned murder. The other side is saying it's justifiable homicide. There was a reason, a compelling reason why he took the lives of those two people. So that as a leader, all right, and certainly when you are um, arguing a case, you're functioning as an idea leader, what the, what the defense has to do is to assert that its view of reality is right and what the prosecution has to do is that its view of reality is correct. So what you're seeing now is this. In many ways, lang language is so important and I want to close off my little section by saying here that fundamentally when you think about what you're doing as a leader, I love this quotation over my shoulder. It's because you are creating language for the people that you are going to be leading. That you see things, you have ideas, you are going into a direction that nobody else has yet. So you've got to convince them to hear the music and dance the dance that you think will take your organization to success. So we're now going to do another exercise that is going to get you uh, thinking independently for a little bit and um, then get you into groups. Um, actually, we'll, we'll see if we're going to do the groups part. So, but we're going to do a little independent thing. You're going to take a test, all right? So can you help me pass these sure, out, please? Yeah. Thank you. Where's the pen that I just And listen up. As Dr. Nance is passing these around, um, this is a critical thinking activity, and what we'd like you to do is read your instructions for this are 
to read the story that contains only true statements and then mark them either true, you're going to read the story and then you're going to have a very short amount of time to answer a series of questions at the bottom. Please turn it over. Let's wait till everybody wait till everybody has one. You're going to mark it either true, false, or question mark if you're not sure. All right. Now I would like you to get into a group of Dr. Nance, about how many would you say? I would about say about five or six. Five or six. Get into a group of five or six. Introduce yourself to the uh, people around you. Next person, read the next question. 
Rudy number two, please. And tell us your name. I'm sorry, tell us your name. Stephanie. Stephanie, thank you. All six of the rounded up gangsters were known to have been near the scene of the murder. I said true. 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 Question mark. Question mark. True. Question mark. False. Question mark. True. False. Okay. Why did you say it was true? Because um, the second session says all of them were known to have been near the scene of the killing of the approximate time that it occurred. Okay, so yeah. So all, all of them were, were known to be at the scene of the, the scene of killing at yeah. the time. Okay, now let me hear from somebody who said it was false. Who said it was false? Uh, all right, why did, why did you say it was false? Um, because it never says that it was a murder. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, that, so that's not you, that's your group. Yeah. All right, do, do, do leaders, what, how, how do leaders respond? Do they defer to their group? Do they stand on their own? What do they do? I mean, I would put sure. Okay, all right, but you want the group consensus. Okay, all right. So that's a leadership, that's a leadership quality. Go with your group. Question mark. Who said question mark? Please tell us why. Um, because it says murder instead of killing, and we don't know if it's necessarily a murder. And it could have been a murder, so therefore we put a question mark. Okay, and your, your group? Yeah, we're pretty much what he said, just that we didn't say, we saw the murder, so we're not exactly sure whether it's a killing or a murder, but we didn't say false because it still could be a murder. Uh-huh, yes. So the answer to this one is question mark. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. We're up to number four. 
that right? And your name is? Anthony. Anthony. Thank you in advance for reading number four. All six of the rounded up suspects were near the scene of Smith's killing at the approximate time that it took place. And your response is? True. 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 It says that all of them are known to, be, to have been near the scene of the killing at the approximate time. Yes, and you guys are all correct. It is true. That one was not a trick one. So after giving you a couple, you know, strangely worded ones, who wanted to give you an affirmation that one is correct. You know, they used an easy one in the, somewhere in the middle. Great. All right, uh, number five. Your name is? Yorna. Yorna. Thank you in advance for reading number five. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, true. Question mark, question mark, question mark. True. True. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Hey, let's hear from the people who said true. Why true? Um, well, I actually put question mark for this, but overall our group said true, uh, because, um, it doesn't say that the police know who killed them in the top, and if they rounded up suspects, then they probably don't know who killed it because otherwise they would just take the one person. Okay. And somebody else who said true? Who else was it who said true? Um, I said true because they wouldn't be conducting an investigation if they knew exactly who did it. And um, there's six of them, so I mean, five other, like four other people would have to be cleared before they find out who it is. So if Slinky, if Slinky Sam is the only one that's been cleared, other people have to be cleared as well to narrow it down. Okay. Alright. So let's hear from somebody who said question mark. Let's hear from Number six. Um, all six suspects are known to 
said it was true. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. False. Question mark. False. True. Question mark. True. Question mark. Okay, let's hear from the people who said true. All of them were near the scene of the killing at the approximate time that it occurred. Okay. Um, somebody else said true for the same reason. Who else said true? For this, did you say the same reason for sentence two? Yeah. Yeah. Or for a different reason. No, sentence three. Sentence three, which says the killing's a foul deed. What's that? A killing is a foul deed. Okay. Yeah. Someone died and they have suspects for it. It's probably a murder. Like, that's what I thought for two. It was probably murdered and then it's probably a foul deed too. Okay. All right. Well, false. Who said false? I did. Yeah. Let me hear from the two false people. Well, I said false because it doesn't necessarily label it a foul deed. Okay. Like it's a killing. So, I mean, you don't know how it was done. It doesn't give you the <laughs> details for how it was done. Okay, all right. But it says a killing is a foul deed. <laughs> Doesn't it? No. You said true. Okay. All right. Uh, 12 said false. What else? Why, why yeah. did you say false? We just said false because of the wording. And like there's other foul deeds. There's other foul deeds. They're out there. Okay. Um, the, the answer is, is well, let, let's, let me see the question mark, people. Why did you say question mark? Same reason as they said false. Okay. Go either way. So it could be the killing could be a foul deed or the foul deed could be something else. Okay, other people who had question mark? Well, we said maybe like the killing was perhaps like, I don't know, maybe like something fell on the street and he died. So you're not necessarily sure whether it's like uh, a murder or what, but you still kind of need suspects to go. Absolutely, and that is the reason why it's question mark for both of those reasons. Right? It's not. It's not completely clear. It's not completely clear. It could be. It could be this particular foul deed. It could be some other foul deed. Not quite sure. Okay. I'm Allie. Hello, Allie. Um, Smith's murderer did not confess of his own free will. Actually, question mark. Um, question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. So, uh, true. <laughs> question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. All right, let's hear from the true and false. Don't ask. True. Who said true? Let's see. Adam. 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 I don't know. What's it be said? It's question mark. It's question mark. It's question mark. Are you sure? Don't know. Why did you say true? Because it's on here. It says true. That's a true. That's a T. Right, so, so, so what's the title of our, our talk today? What what in the Communication, right? So let's make sure we're communicating. Well. Right. So question you guys I'm not the recorder. Right, so who said, <laughs> who, who said who said false? Uh, we said false because it doesn't say about Your name is? Vince. Hello, Vince. 
Slinky Sam was not scared of guilt. Okay. False. 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 assassination? What was it a test of? What do we tend to do? We tend to assume, that's right. And how many people actually had T's and F's down the paper before you went to talk to your group? I'll put my hand up the first time I did this test. And as leaders in particular, why do we have T's and F's down the side of the paper? Because you need to make a decision. Because you had somebody who's pushing you. You've got to decide. You've got to decide. All right? And actually, sometimes the wisest thing to say is that you don't know. So that when we take a look at this, we actually, if we think of, there's a difference between what we call observations and inferences. And I want everybody to direct their attention right here. Gabby. Gabby. OK, go home. Go home. Go back. Go back to exactly how you were saying. All right. So. Eyes on Gabby, no pressure. No Gabby, <laughs> Gabby has her right hand, uh, go back, okay. has her right <laughs> hand on her chin. She has her left hand on her arm. Observation or inference? Observation. Observation. Gabby is comfortable. Inference. <laughs> inference. How do I get from Gabby has her right hand under her chin and her left arm crossed? You can move now, sweetie. All right. How do I get from that to Gabby is comfortable? Assumption. Assumption, but what do I? You would feel comfortable if you go like that and say she's comfortable? Beautiful. So that when we make inferences, inferences are based more on 
Were they, is it more, did it tell you more about Gabby or did it tell you about me? It tells me about me. So every time you make an assumption, you are filling in the gaps of reality based upon what you know, based upon what you experience. So you're right. So this is the way I sit when I'm comfortable, right? But one of the great things is that you guys are going to live in a world that my generation cannot imagine. You're going to be interfacing <coughs> excuse me, with people all over. I teach in the EMBA program, the um, executive MBA program. And some of my, um, <coughs> some of the leaders actually manage groups that are not even on this continent. So that some of the assumptions that we make, some of the ways that we fill in the gaps of reality could indeed be wrong. So what's the problem? The problems in, what we have to know is that problems in, in communication occur when we treat our inferences as though they are observations. So that I say, you are disrespectful. Right? You are disrespectful. Tell me what I saw. Do you know? From that statement, you don't know. All you know is that I have put a label on a certain set of behaviors that I now call disrespectful. So that it becomes very important, very important as leaders that we are able to differentiate between what we see, right, and the labels that we have put onto what we have seen. All right, so. Um, can anybody? Oh, so, so as you're thinking about um, inferences, does anybody else have any other inferences that you can think of that you have experienced either in leadership roles that you've played here at Villanova or in leadership roles that you've played um, uh, in high school? Have you, have you ever made had any inferences, any examples of inferences that went awry? Any examples? when people made assumptions about you or something that you've done or did you make an assumption? Did that happen to anybody? I can talk about some that um, I've heard my students in my classes talk about. Um, I have a couple of, of students who are women in the science field and they hear comments often that say, oh, aren't you, a, aren't you an arts and sciences major? And they say, no, I'm engineering, no, I'm biology. Right, so assumptions are being made about them, about where they must belong because of their gender, about where they must be most comfortable, maybe about their um, academic ability or interests. Right, so we make these assumptions all the time. We make these assumptions all the time. So think a little bit more. Think a little bit more critically. What are some situations where you may have made some assumptions? because that's a great example and we want to make sure that we pick it up on tape. So a little bit louder. One more time. Um, uh, 
kid and somebody might be small, but that, they might be fierce, right? You never know. And I don't know, maybe these guys are or not fierce, but, but you never know. You can't make that assumption just by looking at somebody. So that as we close out our, our time with you, one of the things that we hope that we leave you with is the idea that, um, you, have you heard the old adage, don't judge a book by its cover? I hope that now you can understand how that really is a, a, a leadership principle. It has to do with framing. It has to do with language. And one of the things that you can see, if you look at the last quotation that we have here, is um, one of my favorite quotations. Because if you think about it, the group that you, sometimes we always say, oh, I would be such a great leader if only I had a good group. Why well, always think about it the other way around? I think this group could, is that, not that, um, I think that it's not the group that makes a leader great, but it's the leader treats the group as though they are great, and then they become capable of accomplishing great things. And as you begin your journey here at Villanova, I know that as an administrator, I certainly look forward to the kind of leadership I know that you will be able to provide in the years to come, because I know that you will be treating the other people with whom you're going to be working is great, and then we can, ex we can expect only the best from you and from your time here at Villanova. So those are my closing thoughts.